You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast provider, that we're here with you every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, it's Friday, so we've got In Case You Missed It, getting you caught up with all of the big stories from around the New Orleans Saints from this week, including some updates on Juwan Johnson's position change and the Saints' preseason schedule. Then we'll get to Facebook Friday. We'll talk a bit about the Saints' tight ends and what to expect from Adam Troutman in his second year. And I'll also give you my way-too-early favorite 2022 NFL Draft prospect and get to more of your questions from the Locked On Saints Facebook group. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, your Tuesday co-host with the Locked On NFL podcast. We got all that. And a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. All right, y'all, as we get started here today, getting you caught up on everything around the New Orleans Saints, don't forget to check out everything around the world of the NFL with the Peacock and Williamson NFL show available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So let's get started here with our In Case You Missed It segment. So in case you missed it, Juwan Johnson eyeing a potential transition from wide receiver to tight end. According to Nick Underhill, he began preparing over the offseason for a potential change. But just yesterday on Thursday, he ended up posting on Instagram a photo of himself with the letters T-E on the photo, seeming to signify that he does indeed plan to change his position from wide receiver to tight end. Now, this is a big benefit for him, as we talked about in yesterday's episode more in depth. And as you can read over at CanalStreetChronicles.com, he's not somebody that might have the potential to stand out amongst a very crowded wide receiver room. So now he's able to help himself out by doing what he does best as a run blocker and with a short area quickness and being a big body at the tight end position. So this works out as a benefit for him, could also end up maximizing the roster for the New Orleans Saints as well, who now won't have to choose between him and another wide receiver. Instead, could walk away with another wide receiver and still have Juwan Johnson on the roster if he impresses at the tight end position. So he has all the things that he needs in terms of speed and short area quickness. We'll just need to be able to probably put on a little bit of weight at six foot four. He's fine, but at 230 pounds, he could probably stand to bulk up a little bit. So it's great. Gives him an opportunity to potentially challenge for one of those tight end positions going into the 2021 NFL season. Next up, in case you missed it, the New Orleans Saints third preseason game gets its date and time. So the preseason schedule is now as follows. On August 14th, the Saints will play the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore at 6 p.m. Central Time. On August 23rd, the Saints will host the Jacksonville Jaguars at 7 p.m. Central Time. That's a Monday night game on ESPN. And then on Fox on August 28th, the Saints will also host the Arizona Cardinals. That will be at 7 p.m. Central Time as well. And don't forget the Saints also open up the home schedule immediately for the 2021 regular season by hosting the Green Bay Packers out the gate in week one. So they'll be at home for quite a bit of the preseason before staying at home to open up the season. And we also have a change to the new cut schedule for the 53-man roster. So in case you missed it, we will now have three steps in terms of cutting rosters down from 90 to 53 during this NFL preseason. So August 17th, which is three days after the Saints' first preseason game, 
they'll have to cut down from 90 to 85. On August 24th, just one day after their Monday night game, the second game up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they'll have to cut down from 85 to 80. And then three days after their final preseason game on August 31st, they'll cut down to 53 and begin to fill up their practice squad as well. Practice squad roster numbers are still in conversation to see how they might carry over from last year's rules. Kind of hoping that they keep last year's rules and make them permanent, if I'm being honest. The expanded practice squad and ability to call players up, as well as the adjustments to the injured reserve list, were really helpful for a lot of teams and I think could maximize excitement for players who are dealing with injury and as well as recovery ability as well. Uh, They also should remember that there's an extra week now between the preseason ending and the beginning of the regular season, meaning that these times that these teams now have the opportunity to work out, figure out exactly what the 53-man roster is going to be, and also work with that roster once it's set. Despite it now being June 4th and three days past June 1st, the NFL and NFL Transaction Wire does not yet reflect Drew Brees' retirement being made official from a financial sense. This doesn't mean that Drew Brees is no longer retiring just means that the transaction hasn't processed yet. When it does, you'll expect to see the Saints initially save about $1.75 million, his base salary for the 2021 NFL season. However, remember that that is only going to last a short while as about $780,000 and another player's salary will move into the top 51. So expect the Saints to save around $300,000 once Drew Brees' retirement does become financially official. In case you missed it, Mickey Loomis saying that they're working with some guys on some contracts, essentially. Uh, Talking a little bit about contract extensions with the Saints media here over the past week or so. He mentioned that they were having some conversations around extensions, but of course, it's a two-way street as much as he'd like to get it done quickly. But there are some dates to keep in mind around all of this. Marcus Williams only has until July 15th to sign an extension with the team. Otherwise, he'll have to play the 2021 season on the franchise tag, meaning that he would then become a free agent again in 2022, where the Saints could make the decision to franchise tag him a second time at a greater price. Ryan Ramchek, another uh, prime extension candidate, probably want to get him extended before training camp, which is a little bit out of the ordinary for New Orleans, who usually doesn't extend players until around September. But if they need to extend players in order to sign their rookies to contracts, they'll need to do so before the reporting date for training camp on July 27th. And speaking of that, in case you missed it, let's get you caught up on where the Saints sit with their offseason, especially after wrapping up the second set of OTAs. Yesterday, they have another set of OTAs in the final set coming up next week, June 7th through the 10th. They'll then go into mandatory mini camps. Remember, OTAs are optional. Mandatory mini camps, of course, mandatory. Those will be June 15th through the 17th. And then a unified start date across the NFL for 29 teams, those that don't play early on in the preseason or regular season, they'll end up having a, this is the first time in the NFL that this is happening. All 29 of those teams, regardless of rookie, quarterback, whatever, will report on July 27th. And the NFL has told teams to prepare for fan attendance for those training camp sessions. All right, y'all, that gets you caught up with everything you need to know around the New Orleans Saints, all the big stories from this week. We're going to continue on now with our Facebook Friday segment. going to talk a bit about the Saints tight ends and what to expect from Adam Troutman. What's a reasonable stat line expectation for him as he moves into his sophomore year? We'll talk about that and much, much more as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for anything for your vehicle, and I mean anything for any vehicle, make sure that you check out rockauto.com. It is the best possible option for anything that you need for your car, truck, 
van, minivan, mini Cooper, Ford, Fiat, Dodge, Daewoo, whatever it is that you need, they'll have you covered over there. And they're going to give you several options for that piece, part, or accessory that you're looking for that all come in at a fraction of the price of what you might spend at that brick and mortar chain store around the corner. The best part is you could do it all from the comfort of your own home, have it delivered right to your door. Go and check them out, rockauto.com. It's a family business that have been helping auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go and check them out. They know what they're doing and they know how to take care of their customers. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you, but right in Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. With all that money that you're saving, you can go and get in on some action over at betonline.ag, our exclusive online betting partners here at the Locked On Podcast Network. They are fantastic, and they have a litany of things that you can bet on at any time. So if there's ever any action you want to get in on, betonline.ag is going to have you all taken care of, whether it's the NFL, NBA, MLB. You can even start getting in on NCAA college football action already. Heisman odds, there's so much there. Reality TV, game shows, TV shows. Uh, uh, esports, everything that you can imagine, and even more over at betonline.ag with a very expansive catalog there. Now, when you get there, it's free to sign up. And when you put down your first deposit, make sure you use the promo code locked on so you can get a 50% welcome bonus on top of that deposit. So with your first deposit only, promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, to get that 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, family, every Friday we get to our Locked On Saints Facebook group. Got four questions here and four questions in the last segment to wrap up today's show. So let's go ahead and see what folks wanted to hear about today. I know we have some Saints questions and some fun non-Saints questions as well. Let's go ahead and open up with a nice question here from Brian Mitchell. What's a realistic expectation in terms of a stat line for Adam Troutman in year two? Do you think that uh, it would be changed based upon the starting quarterback? The good news for Adam Troutman here is that if he wins that number one uh, tight end position, as many of us expect that he will, then he's going to end up playing with two quarterbacks that are going to rely on a tight end. Every young quarterback, and I know that Taysom Hill is a little bit older in terms of age, but he's a young quarterback in terms of NFL experience, right? Only having started four games at the position. Every young quarterback leans on their tight end. So that means that Adam Troutman will get a lot of attention. He and Adam Troutman, or sorry, Taysom Hill and Adam Troutman seem to have a pretty good connection in the four games that he that they played together in the 2020 season anyway. And we know how much Jameis Winston loves his tight ends. And he had great tight ends when he was in Tampa Bay. And they were clearly the options that he was most comfortable with, particularly in the red zone, which is good news for Adam Troutman. So I think a reasonable stat line to look at, considering he only caught about 15 passes last year for just over 140 yards, is to expect him to maybe hang around the 600-yard mark. If he gets into the 700-yard mark, then he's had a very, very good season, and you're very pleased with that. So I would probably say somewhere around the 600-yard mark, around 60 catches, and probably around seven or eight touchdowns. Now, remember, seven touchdowns was amongst the top for the New Orleans Saints in terms of total touchdowns even when it came to Jared Cook last year. So they'll need to figure out and gather that production from somewhere. So that's sort of the way that I look at it when it comes to Adam Troutman. I don't have the hugest expectations for him because I think it can be a little unfair to have those expectations considering he's coming into 
just his sophomore year transitioning to the NFL at a position that is incredibly tough for collegiate players to transition to. But if he hangs around for 500, 600 yards, you're going to be pretty happy with that. And I think that either one of these quarterbacks, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, are a good fit for him, and he's a good fit for them. Let's jump now to Gary Weatherspoon, who asked if he was wondering if I had any interest in the English Premier League football in the USA, uh, if I followed or not, and if I did follow it, what my favorite team was. I don't follow it. I'm not a huge, I'm not I don't know a lot about, uh, I guess we call soccer here, football there, but I, I'm not a huge, huge soccer person, but I lean on all of you. Like if, 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 if you guys want me to be able to talk to you in the Locked on Saints Facebook group about all of that, then I'm going to need you to help me out and kind of hold my hand a little bit and get me educated on what I need to know around some English uh, Premier League football so I can get into that conversation with you. But you know, we keep it real here when it comes to Locked on Saints. I could talk about the Saints all day. I could talk about American football all day. Can't really hang with you when it comes to uh, to soccer at this time. But help me fix it. Next, we go to, and forgive me if I get the last name wrong here, I'm going to say Steve Ludveris, but I'm not sure if that's exactly how you pronounce it, but you'll let me know in the Locked on Saints Facebook group so that next time I make sure I pronounce it correctly. But I want to know if I follow any sport outside of the USA, for example, AFL, Australian rules football. That's exactly what I follow outside of the USA. I usually pull for the St. Kilda Saints because they are also called the Saints. That was an easy transition for me, but I'm still trying to learn more about the sport and learn more about the teams as well. But it is a very, very fun watch for those of you that haven't gotten into AFL or our Aussie rules football. It's outstanding and a ton of fun to watch. We're not talking about rugby. We're not talking about soccer. We're talking about its own game, and it's incredible, incredibly entertaining. All right, let's wrap up this segment here with Felix Grimm. Since Jawan Johnson is switching from tight, uh, switching to tight end, as it looks like he's doing, do we? Uh, should I roster him in my dynasty team? Who's going to score more between him and Adam Troutman? So one of the things that Felix specifically put in here, but I had to shorten, was whether or not you should roster Jawan Johnson over Adam Troutman. The answer to that is absolutely not. Roster Adam Troutman over Jawan Johnson. And honestly, I wouldn't roster Jawan Johnson at all up until he makes the roster, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, if you have like an open bottom of the roster spot and you want to take a shot, then sure, go ahead. But certainly if there's any proven commodity above him, that's what you should do. Just because he's transitioning over to the tight end position doesn't mean that he's going to be an immediate success there. Dan Arnold got a little lucky. He didn't even work out with the Saints. He really started to pan out once he got to Arizona. So is he going to be able to really be reflective of what Juwan Johnson can be with New Orleans? We simply don't know yet. And we don't even know if he's going to make the roster at tight end. It just increases his opportunity to do so. Who's going to score more fantasy points out of the two, even if Juwan Johnson does make the roster, barring any type of injury? I would go with Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman's going to be the guy that's going to be on the field most. He can block in the pass game, he can block in the run game, and he can catch the pat and he can catch the ball. So that means he's simply going to see the field much more than a guy like Jawan Johnson does. Uh, again, barring injury. So regardless of anything or any hype that might be building around Jawan Johnson, remain cautious and wait. It's nothing against Juwan Johnson, but he's transitioning to another position that he's a little light to be playing, and he has to learn that position still. So consider this a rookie season for him 
in terms of transitioning into the NFL at the tight end position, which as we mentioned back, we were talking about Adam Troutman is a tough transition for anybody coming into the NFL. This is not something he should be able to just pick up right away. If he does, it's an entire anomaly across anything we've ever seen before. So I'm going to kind of go with what we have seen before here and say it's going to take some time. Lean in on the guy that has some tight end experience, has played the position before, and has played the position in the system before for an entire year and has earned his stripes. Wait a little bit longer on the guy who's transitioning and changing positions and trying out something that he hasn't been asked to do in this offense before. All right, we have several more questions coming up, including one that I'm excited to talk about, my way too early favorite 2022 NFL draft prospect. We've got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And this gives me an opportunity real quick to talk about our good friends over at Built Bar, builtbar.com, the best tasting protein bars on the market, even more deliciouser than they've ever been before. And right now they have a limited edition flavor and grasshopper cookie. If you happen to be a Girl Scout cookie fan and you love Thin Mints, this is perfect for you. I saw somebody on Twitter earlier today saying something about how people that like mint chocolate are psychopaths. I could not disagree more. Mint chocolate is an incredible flavor. But if you're not a fan and you like peanut butter chocolate or perhaps even salted caramel and chocolate, Built Bar has you covered with those flavors and about seven or eight more as well. So go and check out the website. Go ahead and grab the bars that you want to try. You can either do a sample box that gives you a little bit of everything, or you can build your own box and get them shipped directly to your door. Just make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15 so you get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. family. And as we continue on with today's episode, let's jump into the next question here from the Locked On Saints Facebook group. Usually I try to take this time to do a five-star Friday. No new five-star reviews, but I will say thank you to everybody regardless for listening. We've had a nice week here on the show. And I also want to give my boy Norberto, who's a faithful listener of the show, a shout out. Happy birthday to you, homie. Welcome to the third floor, as they like to say. He's pretty nice up here. All right, let's get to our next question here. Michael Murray wants to know if I caught the dark side of football. No, I haven't watched it yet. I'm watching it this weekend. Wanted to make sure I could watch it when I had some time off and potentially some time to recuperate. But I am very much looking forward to catching it. Look, I love the off-season work that a lot of these uh, different production companies have been doing, particularly at taking a look at a lot of different things across the world of sports, dark side of football. You can even look at the uh, recent uh, HBO Real Sports that came out where they talked about women in, uh, in, in NFL media and what that experience is like. There's a lot of good stuff out there, but there's a lot of wild stories too. I mean, the NFL eliminating race norming here in 2021 is kind of wild. So There's a lot of different things going on, and I'm looking forward to catching up with it, but I will be catching this. And we're going to come to a second question from Michael here in just a moment. But let's go ahead to uh, Scott Wishart, who asked if we could see a similar situation in New Orleans as what we saw with the Celtics front office with Loomis and Peyton. So for those that don't know and maybe don't follow the NBA, the Celtics are moving on from their longtime general manager, Danny Ainge, and the head coach is moving up to take his spot as general manager while they'll look for a new head coach for the franchise. Now, this is a really interesting question because, first of all, Mickey Loomis would have to be ousted in some way and in order for that position to be open. Now, it could be that, you know, Mickey Loomis decides to retire at some point, And if Sean Payton is hung around as head coach long enough, would he then be able to move up to general manager? 
And some of the verbiage that you've heard Sean Payton use in the past, particularly on some of his appearances, like uh, the podcast with Jim Trotter and Steve Weiss, where he talks about being in the room and trying to like shake up conversations and things like that, particularly with some sensitive issues around the NFL and some sensitive conversations around the NFL. I think it'd be interesting to see him in an opportunity to where he gets to have those conversations at a higher stake like that. But I'm not really sure. I mean, I I think Sean Payton loves coaching and we might be looking a little far into the future to think about him as a general manager. But I mean, if he's going to do it with any franchise, I guess it would be this one. So I guess it's certainly a possibility. But if Mickey Loomis, let's say, retires, because it doesn't seem like he's going to be ousted at any point. But if he retires, let's say, it feels like Kai Harley is really the guy that would move up into that uh, VP of football operations, the guy that does all of the cap moves, capologist type work or potentially even a guy like Jeff Ireland who can move up into that role too. But considering how successful the Saints have been because of their ability to manipulate the salary cap, Kai Harley is somebody that feels like a natural shift into a future general manager and be able to do that with the team that he has been working with uh, for countless years at this point would certainly be great. So I would look at him first before I would look at Sean Payton, but it's an interesting idea to try to consider Sean Payton as a potential future general manager and maybe even potential team owner at some point. I don't know. Lots of interesting stuff to look at. Let's circle back here to Michael Murray. Do you feel that the culture in the league is changing when it comes to playing with pain? This is a really interesting one because I do think so. I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening in terms of safety protocols across the NFL. And sometimes the NFL is consistent with them. Sometimes they're not, which means that they're not, right? Either you're consistent or you're inconsistent. And the NFL is wildly, wildly inconsistent. But players, coaches, more uh, you know, representatives around the NFL that maybe aren't directly at the top are certainly speaking out about it a little bit more. I mean, you can see the, the continued awareness being raised about mental health, which is fantastic, particularly from players. You can see sort of the, uh, the conversations that are going on in terms of long-term care for NFL players that have retired and are dealing with you know, traumatic brain injuries and things like that. I mean, you see all of that that is taking place in those different avenues. But the idea of playing with pain is still something that's usually celebrated in the NFL, right? Like we share this clip of Matt Stafford, you know, getting hurt and coming back in and throwing a touchdown or handing off a touchdown at the end of a game. And we celebrate his toughness, right? And we talk about people as being hard nosed and tough as nails and all this other stuff. When really like that sucks, man, like that's a really terrible way to have to live to where you're consistently in pain and to hear these NFL players talk about it, particularly Drew Brees when he recaps his last season. And he talks about how, you know, he never felt 100% or he did at one point in the middle of the season or something like that. Like, it's just wild. So I do think the conversation around it is changing in that it's something that is being addressed and talked about a bit more and acknowledged. But is it stopping or coming to an end? No, because football inherently is a contact sport. And so it's going to come with pain. It's hard to address pain or playing with pain without addressing the team or the, the game being a contact sport, which of course eliminates the game in and of itself. So there are things that are being mitigated and changed, but I don't know if things are changing in terms of the the stigma around playing through pain. All right, let's get to our final question here. This one's from Brian Mitchell again to wrap us up. Who is your way too early favorite prospect for the 2022 NFL draft? Now you see me already cheesing because some of y'all probably already know who I'm going to say. And, you know, I'd love to tell you that you're wrong and surprise you with somebody else and everything, but I can't. It's it's Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Like, surprise, surprise, right? I mean, I can give a couple of other answers, honestly. I mean, obviously, a guy like uh, Jaden Daniels, very, very, very exciting to me, the, uh, the quarterback out of Arizona State. 
Uh, but really, I mean, it's all going to come down to Chris Olave. And Chris Olave is going to be present at the Senior Bowl as well. So you can expect me to be giving a bunch of updates around Chris Olave while he's there. That's the week before February 5th. So the first week of February in 2022, I'll be there for that. And I'm also going to try to be there for the HBCU combine as well to help cover that. But yeah, look, Chris Olave is the guy for me. I mean, perfect build, perfect prototype for the New Orleans Saints in terms of what they like at wide receiver, Ohio State connection, fantastic wide receiver that can run the route tree. That is a very, very good route runner, good hands catcher, can make contested catches. I mean, the guy can do a little bit of everything. Of course, he always, as as with any rookie, he's got stuff to work on. But for me right now, at this point, when I look at the 2022 NFL draft, he's the first round selection that I hope the Saints are in position to take one way or another or are willing to trade up for like they did a la Brandon Cooks years ago in the first round. So all right, y'all, we'll be back with you on Monday unless any big news breaks over the weekend. Don't forget to go and check out the Locked On Today podcast as they take a look at all of the news that you need to know around the sports world in less than 20 minutes, hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, which you can find on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you to everybody that submitted questions today, everybody that's reached out over the week and congratulating me for the new position over at Canal Street Chronicles. All of it means a ton. And thank you so much for supporting all of the work. And as always, thank you so much for everything you do to support this show as well. Liking, uh, subscribing, rating, reviewing, commenting, sharing, everything you do to help grow this family means the world to me. So thank you for making this job so incredibly fun. You can always follow me on Twitter and reach out over at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.